This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. What a great way to get started, you know, talking about today and and, and, and how, how is it that we honor graduates? Well, there was a video that a, that a student did, a graduating senior did, and they did it a few weeks ago. And it just is, I want to start with it because it gives us kind of the perspective on what it's like to be a graduate in 2020. Now, again, this is two weeks ago. This is before all the challenges and tragedy over the past couple of weeks. But it's just to get us in that space of understanding, yeah, this is what it was like to be a graduate this year. So, so fortunate to have Nicole McCurdy sharing that with us on video. Nicole. Hello, my name's Nicole McCurdy, and I'd like to welcome friends, families, and graduates, whether you're graduating from kindergarten, eighth grade, high school, or college. I was a senior at ANC here in Bernathan, and I missed out on a lot of things because of this pandemic. We had different club activities, acapella groups, um, we were supposed to have a coffee house, our last final dance, junior, senior. Um, we missed out on the musical Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I couldn't play my last season of lacrosse, and we missed out on the celebration of graduation like we normally would. But the most challenging part for me was not being able to see my school friends. So there are friends that I have that I see weekly, if not daily, um, but there are other people that I just see in the hallway or do school activities with, and that's how I connect with them. But not being able to go into the hallways of A&C and see them, that that was heartbreaking for me. Um, but out of that hardship, I realized that once I see them again, it'll be even better. Um, we'll have something to talk about right away. Like, how are you? How have you been um, doing during this quarantine? And um, I think it'll it'll be much better. I know it. And um, <clears throat> so I'm keeping that in the back of my mind. It's going to be better. So through all of that, I've had family who I've been in quarantine with, who have been connecting with me, talking me through it, making the uncertainty less scary or disappointing. And I've also had um, just some people in the community reach out to me saying, hey, this is a hard thing. And they're not sugarcoating it at all. Um, but they're still saying this is this is happening for a reason and you're gonna get something good out of it and it might not be this what you were expecting um like you normally would going to ANC, but something will come out of it so i really really appreciate that whether it's again from someone in the community or a teacher or family or friend so thank you so much um so yeah that's my message for you uh, we hope you enjoy the service. Now back to Pastor Chuck. Thank you. So what I want to do is, is I want to talk just a bit about what some of the challenges were that, that people have had. And let me pass this off to my friend, Ed. You're going to be my runner here today. Here is a, a backup version of the keynote to see if we can get it going. And maybe we can, maybe we can't. 
So, you know, one of the things Nicole goes on to say is just, you know, all those things, all those things that we were anticipating here at the end of the year um, didn't come to fruition. And I know as a teacher, you know, how hard that is. Uh, again, whether you're graduating kindergarten, eighth grade, 12th grade, or college, you know, there's so much that, that epic, you know, that idea of the epic moment. And that epic moment, for a lot of folks, isn't a possibility this year especially around graduation and how hard that is. And yet, even in these challenging times, what we can look to is we can look to actually what doesn't change. We can look actually to what doesn't change. The idea that there are those things that just are absolutely true, have been true for all time, will be true moving forward, And the primary one we're looking at today is this, that God will always be with you. You know, that idea, no matter where we go, that that God is with us. And and God is is holding us, God is part of this, He's, he's, he's working through challenges with us. And it's not holding God as some like distant, far off. It's it's this idea of Emmanuel, God with us. And how does that work? So to, to start with that, I want to start with a, with a beautiful Bible story. It seems also appropriate as we, as we face the challenges that we're facing. And this is from the, from Second Kings, famous, famous story. And it actually was made into a movie, the movie Chariots of Fire, or the theme was made into a movie Chariots of Fire. So the sort of the background here is there's this, this king, sort of, he's the protagonist, he's, he's the evil king. And every time he does a military maneuver, all of a sudden, uh, at this time, the, the Israeli army, this is a few thousand years old, the Israeli army kind of knows what he's going to do. So he does this, and they know he's going to do that, so he does that, and they know he's going to do this. And, and he's, he's sort of wondering aloud, like, what is going on? How come they always seem to know my plans? And that's where we pick up this story. This enraged the king of Aram. Again, that's their, their foil. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? So he gathers everybody together. He goes like, look, one of you guys here is being a spy. I don't know which one, but I know it's one of you. None of us, my lord, the king said, one of his officers, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. So they they knew that this prophet somehow like, like was, was on a frequency where he could understand what the king was doing and that he was the one who was relaying these messages. The king commanded, go find out where he is so I can send men, soldiers, capture him. And the report came back, he is in Dotham. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. So, so that's where the, the story really kind of, you have to just stop there for a minute. So here's this small town surrounded by this extremely strong army. And here's this prophet, Elisha, and here's his his servant, this person who works for him. When the servant of the man of God, that's Elisha's servant, got up and went out early the next morning, an army of horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do, the servant asked. And you can just, you know, you can kind of hear those. Like, you just sit with those words for a minute. Surround it. Chariots. An amazingly strong army. Here they are, totally surrounded, unable to, to move in any direction 
uh, unable to escape. And you can imagine him coming. He's not coming like, all right, I need my battle orders. What do we do now? He's coming like, what do we do? This is a hopeless situation. And then these beautiful words offered by Elisha. Do not be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us, this is so important, folks, such a beautiful line. Listen to it with your full body. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Again, that line is said between two people in one room. And Elijah prayed, and I love this prayer. O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I love that idea, folks, and, and I think probably a lot of us over this season have had moments of that, that those moments of despair. In that moment where we can hear this beautiful offering, and the offering has a simple rhythm to it. The offering starts with a simple, like, don't be afraid. Fear is always so much the enemy. Understandable, something we all go through, something that is unavoidable, but something that definitely will get in the way, will contract us, will divide us, will do all those different things that don't lead to healing, that don't lead to, to, to lives lived by spiritual purpose, lived by higher spiritual purposes. And then this beautiful prayer. And I, I love it because it's, it's not a scolding prayer. It's not like, how can you not trust? What's the matter with you? Trust me, believe. No, it's like, it's just this very gentle prayer that Elisha offers. Like, Lord, just open his eyes. Just open his eyes. A prayer, and I've said it here many times at New Church Live, a prayer that is answered 100% of the time by the Lord is this very simple one. Lord, give me your eyes to see this. Lord, give me your eyes to see this. So there's those reassuring words, and then there's a very reassuring picture. And that reassuring picture is that the hills all of a sudden explode into this into this bright orange chariots of fire, just, just seeing them everywhere. And I love that idea of sort of what has our back. You know, that idea of this, this beautiful picture and this idea that there are, there are so many good forces in the world that, that we don't even necessarily see. I want to say that again. There are so many good forces in the world that we don't necessarily see. Now, as Emily and Ethan come forward for the middle song here, I want you to think about those voices. And I want you to think about the young people in your lives, if you're an adult. I want you to think about what is, what is the voice that you can offer to that? And if you're a young adult watching this here today, what's the voice you can answer from behind? What's, what's that chariot of fire for you? What's that reminder that we all need to keep coming back to? as we celebrate graduation, as we celebrate this season of the world. And think about it from this angle as well. What's your vocation with this? Your vocation, your call, vocal, your call. What's your call? 
What is it that you have to say into the world as you graduate? It's taken me two weeks to write a letter, taking me five months to knit a sweater, taking me far too long to do my part. Now I know, I know that there's still hope. so much that's an original song called don't waste your say i hope all the graduates take that to heart and use their voices for good in in their lifetimes that's beautiful thank you emily we look at a beautiful story about chariots of fire that idea this time of great challenge and and worry and you know we have covid we have all the you know the the challenges around our society wrestling with racism George Floyd and all the tragedy around, the clear, unavoidable tragedy, you know, just how sad that all was. And how do we continue to, to offer voices to, to, our, to our graduates? Like, like, here are these challenges. Here are these incredibly hard things to wrestle with. And I think at times like this, it behooves all of us to just take a breath to remember that there are angels behind us, helping to guide us through. And what I'd love for folks to be able to just, just share very briefly here is, is just to go through a question and, and to think of this. 
here you are, you're behind a graduate, and you're whispering back into their ear, like, this is something I want you to remember at times like this as you look out there into your future. And this is the question. Cheer them on. Like, what would you offer them? Please either put the answer in the live stream chat or text me at 215-740-3662. How would you cheer them on? What would you offer them? If you were in one of those chariots of fire behind them in the challenging times that we face right now, what would you offer to these young adults? Well, I want you to hear how several parents answered that. Voices that they want you, their children, to hear. And these are beautiful voices. And I want you to hear these voices again as, as angels in the background. In Hebrew, the word angel means messenger. As messages for us all to carry. Very powerful, very simple messages from parents at this graduation season. The first will be from Trina Bryant up in New York City. Hi, my name is Trina Bryant. I'm coming to you from Queens, New York. My son, Devin Bryant, is a senior and a graduate of the 2020 class of the Academy New Church. What I would love for him to know is that through God, hard work and dedication, anything is possible. I also would like him to know and the graduating class to know that in life you have successes and you have failures. Your successes, I want you to enjoy and celebrate. Your failures, I want you to learn from. I want you to fall down, get back up. Brush yourself off. I know you can do this because of the foundation that Academy of the New Church and your parents have instilled in you. You have to remember that it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Your future is as bright as your faith. Congratulations, ANC class of 2020. Beautiful idea there. Your future is as bright as your faith. And that idea, we're going to be talking about this in an upcoming series, like faith that's so closely tied with the world we can imagine. And now I want you to hear from a second set of parents. These are wonderful parents, the Banks family from Philadelphia, who offer this thought with their son Snacks graduating. Good morning, Pastor Chuck in the New Church Live ANC family. We would like to thank you for asking us to speak this morning. We would like to give honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are the Banks family, and we join you from our home here in Philadelphia. Our son is Jared Banks. Most people know him as Snacks. He graduated this June from ANC and will be attending Albright College. Here's some advice that we would like to offer to our son, Jared, and to the class of 2020. In the past four years, you've received a strong foundation based on a solid religion and a great education. Opportunities await you, and there's no limit to what you can achieve or if you really set your mind to it and you persevere. In Mark 8:23, the Lord says, All things are possible for one who believes. So, believe in yourself and do not allow anyone or anything to alter your mind. When circumstances or difficulties arise in your life, and they will, remember that God will never leave you. In 2 Kings 6, 17, Elijah asked the Lord for help and he received it. So do not allow anyone or anything to stop you from your endeavors or accomplishing your goals and your dreams. 
We'd like to say congratulations to the class of 2020. May the Lord be with you and God bless you. Beautiful stuff. I, I love those. They're so good. They're filled with so much tender wisdom. I, I love I love in that second one, just when challenges arise, and they will. You know, I, that's just a beautiful sentiment. And it's true. We, we live in a life where there are challenges. And it doesn't make life wrong. It makes life challenging, you know, to be honest. And, and what you folks wrote to these graduates was just simply, simply beautiful. Be confident and courageous. Always believe and never give up. You will get to play again. That's beautiful. Jesus, for the win. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Looking out there, what do you want to create? To see this as a moment of a phoenix rising from the ashes. Nothing is to be taken for granted. Be present. Live. Breathe. And love. Grit and resilience are more valuable than almost any other attribute. Oh, this is beautiful. Graduates, you are loved more than you could ever know. What you have to offer matters. Very short and very sweet one. Make it good. Live in the moment. The world is yours to change. And there's a bunch of other ones which I'll try to get shared on on Facebook as well. Those are incredibly powerful folks. And and, and that's that's what we have to sort of think of. We have to think of those chariots of fire behind us offering us these things. And I'd ask you this, this is a little bit of a sidebar. Can you both offer those things to the graduates? Whether that's kindergarten, eighth grade, high school, college, can you offer those things to the graduates? And at the same time, please listen. Can you believe those things yourself? Can you believe those things yourself? Our job, again, is to live into, into worlds in, in new ways, to, to, to be the change, Gandhi's famous quote, to plant trees under which we do not hope to set. That's the world where we're trying to get into, and I think part of this is understanding that, that what does education prepare you for? Well, I'm going to kind of take a little detour on that, an answer that I read that's a little bit surprising. What does education prepare you for? It prepares you for this. Your education in this wonderful place, wherever that is, from Council Rock to, to Michigan to Florida to wherever you're watching from today, your education in this wonderful place is a nurture so that your life may be in times to come interrupted. That is really good. What's the point of your education? Your point of your education is so that your life can be interrupted, not so that it can be comfortable. What is it interrupted by? It's interrupted by a story that does not fit well and will not accommodate, that draws us out and holds us, reminding us that there is something deep and hidden and fierce, and demanding about our existence that is not managed by the thinness of our ordered life, that is not managed by the thinness of our ordered life. That's Walter Brueggemann. That is, is I think, is incredibly powerful to read that, that idea that, that, of course, your life will get interrupted. And that's so much of what education is here to do for all of us. It's, 
is to allow us to deal with those interruptions. I know for me, when I, any time I graduated, every time I graduated actually, I was sure it was done. Time to phone it in for the next 20 years. Because I had it figured out. Because my education had prepared me to take a professional step, and that was all I needed to do was take that step, retire, Florida, here we come. That has not been the journey. <laughs> I imagine for no one watching this service right now has that been the journey. For those of you younger folks watching today, I don't imagine it will be your journey either because you are living in the midst of some major interruptions. And think, how has your education prepared you for those? Has it prepared you to not be afraid? Has it prepared you to pray that your eyes be opened? Has it prepared you to hear the angels behind you, the chariots of fire, reminding you, reminding you of the greatest truths of life, truths that we can actually navigate by moving forward? With that in mind, there's a beautiful line from Isaiah, Isaiah 29. Uh, again, I say this a lot, but I'm going to say it with this one, one of my favorite biblical passages. This is Isaiah 29. Listen to this. And this is talking about when your life gets interrupted. Your teachers will no longer be hidden from you. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. This is such a beautiful line, folks. And hear chariots of fire here. Hear the fire in the back. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it whether it turns to the right or it turns to the left. This is the way. Walk in it. It's a beautiful passage, that idea, you know, to have this image sort of of angels following us, knowing that some of us turn this way, some of us turn this way, and, and, and that God is following us, going, yep, that's your path. That is, indeed, your journey. And we need to understand that those interruptions, those interruptions can be these amazing opportunities I want to use the word amazing there, and I want to use the word painful. These interruptions are these amazing opportunities, and they are painful, and they are hard, and they are challenging, and you are up to that challenge. In facing all the, all the challenges and the deep, you know, the deep sad, the deep overwhelming sadness so many of us feel over the incidents around George Floyd and his death, how hard that is for so many people, how heartbreaking that is for me and for no doubt for all of you watching as well. And then to watch all the unrest that that, that engendered and to, and to, and to just hold all that. It's just, it's a challenging, challenging time. And, and, and it's hard to see in that, like, okay, what's the opportunity here, Lord, when it feels like everything is flying apart? But maybe it's to understand that in this, we go through these phases of life. We construct, we deconstruct, we reconstruct. We construct, we deconstruct, we reconstruct. A lot of things are changing because of this. 
Because they needed to change. Because they needed to change. I know for me, just even watching the opportunities, and, and I can get lost in the fear and the worry and the, and the anxiety, or I can listen for those angels telling me what actually I need to know. I can listen with all that I am to that. Now, a couple of angels I got to hear from were Kathleen and Terrence. This is a, a young couple. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it was a hockey chaplain, and uh, Terrence was on the team, amazing hockey player. Uh, it's an interracial couple, and I've worked with them. I'm going to be doing their wedding, and I did an interview with them. I, I urge you to watch their interview. It is so good. There isn't an issue that goes unexamined. It's, it's very forthright and very loving and gives us a sense of what that, what that idea of the beloved community can be. And we get to the end of, of this interview, and, and I ask people, when I get to the end of an interview, because I'm not the world's best interviewer for sure, I get to the end of the interview, I say, is there any questions that I didn't ask you? Is there anything you'd like to say that I didn't give you the opportunity to say? And Kathleen goes, there is. And I want you to look at this video of what she offers. And I want you to hear this. There's chariots of fire. There's angels behind us, reminding us of what is most true. Take a look at what Kathleen shared. I actually have something that I just shared on, on social media, and it brings it back to the Bible, and I saw something, and it says, if you're a Christian, and I don't think it's just if you're a Christian, I think you can understand this, you know, overall. Um, if you can't hear Black Lives Matter without feeling the need to respond with a criticism that says all lives matter, then open your Bible to Luke 15. If you don't have it handy, let me summarize for you. There are a hundred sheep, but one goes missing. Jesus leaves the 99 and goes after the one. The 99 say, but what about us? Don't we matter? Jesus said, of course the 99 still matter, but they're not the ones in danger. The one is. So I'll say it again, Black Lives Matter. I love that, that part of it and just her idea of like, yeah, you know what, there's, there's 99 and, and, and that beautiful parable, there's, there's 100 and there's 99 and there's a one that's struggling and our job is to as best we can reach out and allow that one to somehow change us, to somehow get us reoriented around what matters, the biggest parts of life. What does this come down to, folks? When we start to, to, to truly understand it at, at deeper levels, we start to, to see ourselves, here we are in this, in this season, and how is it that we move forward? I think it's trying to understand this, and it's a beautiful idea that God is going to work through us, not above us. God is going to work through us, not above us. That idea that, that life's challenges, and what, what happens is that, that life does have its hard parts, and, and what happens is that, is that it, it's, not, it's not that God is absent from that, though that can feel that way. It's that God is going to be working through us and through these challenges to create a better world. That's the idea of the beloved community. That's the idea where we actually get to get to as best we can. And this is so hard, so hard. As best we can, put our arms wide enough to hold it all. 
Because that's how we actually start to move towards a third way. Again, Martin Luther King, that striving for justice and reconciliation, not victory. That idea is far more important to be in relationship and to remain in relationship than to worry about just solely being right. And what do we come to know? Well, through that, folks, we come to know that God will always be with you. God will always be with us. You know, a service like this, it's always so hard to, as a pastor to preach because, you know, trying to find the right words. And, and again, technology's not always our friend, so that kind of throws me off a little bit. And, 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 and yet, there's this message that I want you to hear from my heart that I know, which is that God will always be with us. God will always be with you. Of course it's a mess. Of course we'll say and do the wrong things. Of course we'll make mistakes. But what God is interested in blessing is not the action per se, but the intention. And that doesn't mean actions aren't important. Of course they are. But what's the intention that we have? And I feel like like that idea of graduation is such an important time to just think, yeah, what's the intention that we want to bring forward out there into the world? How do we want that to look? How do we want that to act? The execution will be wonky. That's part of life too. But I know that there's beauty there. Andre Robert Lee. This moment is terrible, hard, challenging in the truth. I know my mission and role. Please figure out yours and stand with me to fix this world. Adding these words, God will be with you always. That's our wish, and that's our prayer. So the way we're going to close today's service is I'm going to offer a prayer, then I'm going to say the Lord's Prayer, offer a blessing, and then we're going to have a final song And you're more than welcome at home to join along with singing in this last song. It's one that you all know well. So please join me in a final prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Lord, thank you as well for these beautiful graduates. And for the idea, Lord, as is often said in almost every valedictory speech, that we call graduation this, commencement. Commencement, something that commences a beginning, a start, an adventure, a memory of the way life can move forward, a a reminder of what life is at its deepest level. Help us, Lord. Be with us. Help us to have arms wide enough to continue to move this world forward towards that beloved community. Help us to continue to connect with one another. Help us to seek to understand first and then to be understood. Help us, Lord, to create a new world in the ways that you call us to, each to their own, each bringing their own peace. And Lord, as times grow challenging, remind us 
Do not be afraid. Remind us to open our eyes and remind us that there are angels cheering us on. Thank you for your presence here today, Lord. And as these wonderful musicians come up, hear our prayer. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 